Welcome, everyone. It is Focus Friday for January 26th. It is the last Friday of the coldest, most miserable month um, of the year. And so uh, we're going to talk about something really awesome. Well, we're going to talk to someone very awesome, and that is Lynchin Rayside. Um, Lynchin um, has been a Coldwell Banker agent for what, eight to 10 years. She joined the Westtown office um, a few years ago before uh, before COVID. She and her husband moved to the Des Moines Metro to be closer to her grandbabies. Um, and it was there that I learned what a and an amazing woman she is, um, not just in real estate, but overall. And some of her time and dedication um, in her life has been spent to helping others. And we know here at Coldwell Banker Distinctive Properties that we are here to change lives. And so Lenshin, thank you for what you do um, with human trafficking. And thank you for joining us today so that we can share um, some of the amazing things that you've done and help uh, bring awareness to the problem that is not just uh, not just in Iowa, it's all over the world. All so, right. Lynchon, um, tell us what is human trafficking? Well, um, first, I think I'll start out by just giving you a little background because people okay. are always saying, how did you get into this? What? Why did you get into this? Well, Bob and I back in 2001 helped start uh, a home, a residential home for women uh, called House of Hope. And in around 2005, there wasn't even a grid for human trafficking, that language uh, wasn't common. I started getting calls from people with these very bizarre stories. With I was kidnapped and blah, blah, blah. So back then, I, I work with people around the country that have very, very specific skills. And so I, I work with a couple of people that do rescues, and that's part of their nonprofit. And so I got connected with them. And initially, what we did was rescue and um or relocate people. But then as time went on, we realized we've got to start preventing this before it happens. Because sure, you know, somebody gets rescued, but is there any happily ever after in that in that situation? So um, Chains Interrupted started, and we are a nationally and federally recognized um, nonprofit organization. Both Teresa and I have received the governor's award. And in the state of Iowa, uh, Secretary of State came to one of my presentations, I think about four years ago, and he could not believe that this happened in Iowa. So he went back and he started Iowa Businesses Against Trafficking. There's about 1,600 businesses involved with that and over 6,000 employees. And we're working closely with um, Secretary of State uh, doing training videos for all kinds of different businesses. Next. All right, so we kind of boiled the ocean a little bit, but the prevention thing, we still do work with survivors. We still help relocate and, and do things. A couple of years ago, law enforcement came to me. Uh, a minor girl was taken by a non-custodial relative to another country and dropped off without a passport. And so they came to me and you said, why would law enforcement go to you? Well, there's jurisdiction issues. They know that I have friends that do rescues for people. You can't just fly to another country and get someone who's been taken because that would be a double kidnapping. So I worked with our government and these people and they 
she was not even aware what kind of danger she was in. Um, so, but she was dropped off without the passport. We went and got her back. Everything was legal and stuff. So yes, that happens. Um, but we want to, we want to prevent it from happening. Uh, so you can see we have quite a few trainings that we do at the hotel motel for the state of Iowa. We very focused on school projects, train law enforcement, corrections, uh, judiciary, realtors. So this is really important for you guys. I have a great presentation for real estate agents. Now, why would you need to know about human trafficking? And, and the reason is your boots on the ground. You're walking into people's houses. I did my presentation a few weeks ago and before I started, an agent came up to me and she had no idea what was on my slide deck. And she said, hey, before I became a real estate agent, I was looking at a house in Johnston, Iowa. I wanted to buy, it was $260,000. I, I wanted to make an offer. Me and my agent walked down in the basement and there were all these tiny rooms with little mattresses in them and boxes of condoms. And she said, and it was, it was teed it up perfectly for me because what not to do if something happens and what to do. So she called or her agent called, said, I want to make an offer, blah, blah, blah. We're a little concerned about what's going on in the basement. The guy, the offer went, the offer got rejected and they pulled the house off the market the next day. So you might even be asking yourself, what the heck? Why would you have your house for sale and have that stuff down in the basement? And they weren't allowed access to one of the rooms either, which I assume that was like a video room uh, to film porn or something like that. So, but they get so emboldened that they actually think they can get away with this stuff. So this is why education is so crucial. And I really want to help you guys know what to look for and how to react when you see creepy things like that. Um, all right. Yeah. Thank you. So what is human trafficking? It is the act of recruiting, harboring, so on, by means of force, fraud, or co coercion for the purpose of exploitation. Why is it so important that we stay informed? Because people like you, I mean, like you, are literally saving lives. So this police officer, we did a training at Eastern Iowa Airport in Cedar Rapids. 10 days later, this officer stopped a minor physically and mentally handicapped girl from getting on a plane with a trafficker. He saved her life. And when they did the press conference for this one, a lot of times we don't do press conferences because I don't want that to be people's narrative that, oh, you're the person that got taken. But they just went out to talk to the officer and he was jumping up and down, you guys. He was so excited. He said, it's just like you told us. So he knew what to look for. So he saved a life. And the farmer, this is not the farmer, but a seven-year-old farmer in small town, Iowa, like a few hundred residents was at a convenience store one day. He knew what to look for. And he saw two 14 year old girls, uh, one 14 year old girl drugged and she looked like she didn't belong with the guy um, she was with. So we obviously don't recommend this, but he punched the guy and sat on him till the cops got there. And that 70 year old farmer saved two 14 year old girls who were being driven, drugged and driven across the country and trafficked. So, a little bit about it. 
the average age, and we we have our statistics are so far off, and you'll see when we get to some of these slides. But the average age the government is publishing is 11 to 16 years old. So sex with a minor is child abuse, sex with a minor plus payment, regardless what it is, food, money, shelter, is human trafficking. There's no such thing as child prostitution. You've probably heard that term, no such thing. And human trafficking is outpacing the revenue, illegal arms and drug sales. Why? Because you sell cocaine once, you can sell a little boy over and over again. And within 48 hours of running away, one in three teens will be approached um, for, I call it survival sex, so that they get a place to stay and eat and all that. I have crazy stories. All right, the internet. The number one place predators go to look for their victims is social media, internet, and chat rooms. Meet 10-year-old Becky's 12-year-old internet friend. He, You can be anybody you want. And this is why we're really working with kids um, on internet safety. Actually, there's a woman here in Iowa and her internet safety presentation has gone nationwide. She's really done a good job. So the face of a trafficker. These are all convicted sex traffickers from Iowa and Nebraska. A trafficker can be anybody, you guys. So let's quickly run through the recruitment methods and then hopefully we'll have a few minutes to uh, answer some questions. Obviously you think, oh boy, that didn't, um, kidnapped and locked up, Sound of Freedom. I don't know if any of you have seen that movie recently. Teresa actually, Teresa is my co-founder. Um, she actually served with Tim Ballard and six other people uh, federally to help write legislation. But this is, I mean, people do get kidnapped, but there's many more methods. So there's the Romeo syndrome where a guy will pretend to be uh, a boyfriend and then they date, run away, let's say, and he drops her off. Aging out of foster home groups, these young kids are vulnerable. And you say, why are they so vulnerable? Well, think about yourself. What did you want when you were, well, what do we want now? We want to belong. We want to be loved. We want to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. So they are targeting these kids. Um, misleading friendships, somebody be sent in and get a group of kids to agree to run away, something like that. And then they end up being trafficked. Um, this is used all the time. You're so pretty, you could be a model. It's insane how effective that is. And family members, sadly, I hate to tell you, but parents sell their children. Live gaming and social media, the kids have to be very careful. I speak at schools last spring, I think 600 eighth graders over a period of two days. And I said, hey, has anybody had anything happen gaming? And two boys raised their hand, said, yeah, I went out to meet who I thought was my friend. And it was a creepy old man. And one kid said, I, he tried to grab me. I pushed him away and got on my bike and, and rode home. Sexting, woo. Once you hit send, guess what? You have no power over that. So there's all kinds of girls and boys that get blackmailed because they've sent an image and somebody says, I'm gonna show your parents or whatever it is. And they get blackmailed into having sex. I worked, or I didn't work the case, but there was a situation in Marion, Iowa where a girl ended up 
getting sold by her so-called boyfriend um, because she he had so many images of her. So why is it such a big deal now? Well, internet porn is what is feeding, flaming fires, feeding this industry. 70% of men, and these are very uh, just conservative, uh, they visit a porn site regularly. 90% of boys, oh, this is so sad, are exposed to porn, and I'm not talking softcore, by eight years old, you guys. And, and this stat, which I'll show you on another site, these are statistics, you guys, from 2016. This has grown so much since then. But every second back then, 300,000 people viewed pornography. Every minute, 200,000 was spent. And many of the images um, are violent women and children uh, against their will. They're forced to act like they're enjoying it, by the way. They're not enjoying it. 10% of all pornographic images are of infants. That was in 2016. Um, that was a long time ago. Sickening. I worked on a case where there with where a three three year old was involved. So the psychology today. I was blown away when I saw this. I read this article. You can go look it up and read it yourself. But on, in September of 23, they compared the amount of traffic to the three highest globally ranked porn sites. So there's many porn sites, but they took the highest ranked ones. Then they picked X videos alone, and it's a top ranked, the number one top ranked. And it had, okay, can you even believe these numbers you're looking at here? 700 million more total visits than Amazon. 900 million. Then you see these numbers going up 1 billion uh, to 1.8 billion more total visits than TikTok. Open, IA, or AI, LinkedIn, Next, Netflix, and the Weather Channel, respectively. That's a lot of porn people are watching. So if you see something, here's what I, if you want to screenshot this slide, go ahead. Um, find out your local hotline in your state or community. Who, who do you call if you suspect something is happening? Um, we chains interrupted. You can call us, uh, call and meet with law enforcement. I do that. We have a good working relationship with law enforcement. Meet with your chief of police. You know, are they aware that trafficking is going on? Um, sadly, uh, there's been some cases where officers have gone undercover for like six months and they just bring this beautiful package of evidence and the prosecutors don't want to take the case because there's so much time and money involved. And I talked to one chief and he's, he used these words. He said, my officers were heartbroken because they went in and they had to do things they didn't really want to do for six months and be undercover. And it's there's a lot of trauma involved with that kind of thing. And then they just like dropped it. So that's sad. You can contact me, Lenchen at chainsinterrupted.com anytime if you want to, if you have questions, uh, so what do you do next? Oops, oh, didn't I put in that resources slide? slide? I get that. Okay, so go on our website. Uh, there, we have resources you can watch, read, learn more about it. Um, tell five people something that you learned today um, and contact us if you want, want us to speak, want us to give a presentation.
So there's that. It's really what I'm doing is empowering you to be awesome people and to make a difference, which I'm sure you all are anyway, but. Uh... Um, all right, Lenton, we have somebody that raised their hand. If you could okay. put your question in the chat bar, that would be great. Oh, very good. Okay, what are the three indicators to look for if we suspect human trafficking? In, in real estate, Jimmy, or anything? Well, can you talk about both? I'm guessing they're similar and I want to know both. Anything, yes, anything he said. Yeah. Okay, three major factors. I, I feel like there's so many major factors, but um, obviously if somebody's demeanor changes, like if, if a student shows up and all of a sudden they don't come from a wealthy home, maybe they have expensive items. Uh, tattoos, branding. Branding is something to look for. Uh, traffickers will even put barcodes on the back of people's necks. And that's one of the things we do. We help get our girls who have been branded. We take them and get those tattoos removed. Um, just, kind of a lot of the signs of what you might see if somebody's doing drugs. And again, social media, if you see this gal, she's doing duck flips with her friend and all of a sudden then her profile, her images start getting more provocative and seductive. That could be a sign of it too. And um, a lot of older boyfriends, things like that. I don't know if that answers your question. And real estate, you know, you'd heard me say a few of those things. So what should have that real estate agent done when she had questions instead of writing an offer and asking? And, and yes, yes. So once you see something in a property, whether it's vacant, commercial, residential, um, if you're with someone, if you if you're if your tone has been upbeat and joking around, keep it there. If it's been serious, keep it all serious. Stay with how you were acting. Because what happens is that when we get nervous and we see something, if, if it's like me, I kind of get diarrhea of the mouth and, you know, joking around, <laughs> you know, and, and that's ridiculous. So don't tip your hand that way. Then when you leave, I suggest trying to find any license plates, that, that the uh, law enforcement can run or something like that. And if you can uh, snap a pic and then drive somewhere, and I say dictate into your phone every detail of what you saw, and then discuss it with very few people, by the way. Because um, every time you tell a story, something changes. So if something would get to court, you want to make sure nothing's thrown out because you exaggerated here or you left this out or something like that. So so do that kind of thing and seek uh, legal counsel on that. And I used to say, if it looks emergent, call 911. And then somebody who was in special forces who heard the presentation, it's like, I don't think we have the ability to discern whether something uh, is, is an emergent situation. I just say, call 911. So I'm going with that now. Okay. Um, also, I heard that there is a hand symbol, a trafficked victim can flash. What is that? Yes. It's the behind the back. Um, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Look that up. Cause I always forget how to do it, but that's a really <laughs> good one. The hand trap hand signal, Jimmy, thank you for bringing that up. If you're in the mall or something and you see somebody uh, doing that signal behind their back, um, don't, 
immediately rush towards somebody because you could be putting somebody in a lot of danger. But I think get your phone, pretend like you're FaceTiming somebody and film uh, or, you know, it, just things like that, that you're not drawing attention to yourself necessarily, but that's a way for you to get an image of the people um, and, and possibly, again, save a life. Wow. Uh, Lynchon, isn't there also, there are times where um, things get covered up because people in high places are doing things that they shouldn't? Um, quite a bit. Yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> I have to be careful what I say, but <laughs> no, that happens a lot. Not every trafficked victim is in danger of being pursued and killed if they get out. Um, you know, I've been involved where we did have to relocate a mom and a daughter because there were high profile buyers and uh, they believed that they would be in danger. So they did have to get new identities and be re relocated to another state. Do you give uh, presentations and talks all over the United States? Yes. Mm hmm. And so if someone wants you to come to their office or come to their state, what, is, what should they do, Lenchen? Just contact me. Yeah. Okay. And I still have that screen up, Lenchen at chainsinterrupted.com. Um, what's your phone number, Lenchen? Let's also sh share that. Is that okay? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't put that on there. Three, six, uh, 319. Okay. 361. Okay. 1077. And with this short amount of time, I can't give you all the information I want, but um, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Um, all right, to make the signal, somebody just must have Googled it or they know. To make the signal, you hold up your open palm and tuck your thumb against it and then close your fingers over your thumb. Let's oh, see. okay, all right. <laughs> it's kind of like a wave, yeah. Very good. Well, Lenshin, oh, well, first of all, uh, the month of January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. That's another reason we squeezed it in here for the month of January. Lenshin, thank you for, for informing us on this really horrible thing that happens probably more often than we think. Mm -hmm. um, and and helping, helping to make a difference in the world. Um, yeah. I know that our company is full of really amazing people. So it was, it's my pleasure to share um, one of your passions and something that you've worked really hard um, to make a difference in the world. So thank you. And here's what I want to say to all, all of you. Um, statistics say that one in three, one in three, one in four of us have been sexually assaulted um, before the age of 18. And that there's always trauma involved with that. I'm sorry if any of this triggered you. Um, I have a friend whose mom, she's my age, whose mom sold her every weekend starting at the age 12. She'd uh, give her uppers to be up all night and men would come in and then sleeping pills. And, and nobody knew that she went through years of being trafficked and living at home. So it, it does change your brain, the trauma. And it is worth seeking help because it, it literally does change the function of your brain. And so don't be afraid, even though it's like that was so long ago, you know, seek out help, you know, because that that little girl probably needs some healing or that little boy. All right. Thank you, Lynchon. Yeah. All right. Next week, you guys, we are going to kick off the month 
with uh, Rachel and Joey in the marketing department, and they're going to go over our marketing packages, the really awesome changes that have been made. Um, so we'll see you next week. Otherwise, we'll see you. Have a great weekend. Hope you all sell something.